0: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Adias. And this is a different episode. It's kind of like a super episode. This is going to be the last episode of 2021. And I wanted to give all of you, all the listeners, a gift. And it's a collective gift. I gathered the advice from some of the top episodes of this year. And I asked those guests uh, that were uh, part of these episodes a simple question. And I ask them, "What is one thing you wish you knew before you open your startup slash acquisition?" And they give us their answer. They give us the best piece of advice they have to offer. So this episode is an extremely, extremely valuable episode, guys. I suggest you bookmark it, look back to it. We have some wonderful uh, thought leaders, KOLs, in this episode that you guys are going to hear so this is 11 guests and they give us their one piece of advice that they recommend that you really think about especially if you haven't opened up your startup or you haven't done your acquisition but if you have and uh, you hear something and you're like oh my gosh i need to do that then apply it so guys without further delay here is the this episode this is the last episode of 2021 so enjoy First guest is episode 324, and it was Dr. Addison Killing from Capital Dental. Some of you might have heard of him, some of you might have not, but you can always go back and recall his episode. It's episode 324. And this is what he had to say
1: Hey, this is Dr. Addison Killing with the Dental Success Network. The one thing I wish I knew before I had done my startup or before I started my startup is how fast my clinic would grow. One of the things that I totally did not expect was how many new patients we would get uh, using the correct marketing strategy and how fast I would need to add hygienists. So if I could go back and do it again, I would build a larger clinic and I would be more prepared to add hygienists quicker. A little bit of the math there is that if you have 30 new patients a month, then that's about 45 hours of hygiene time for that hygienist to see those new patients. In another six months, then that's 45 hours plus The six-month recalls, which is probably another 30 hours. So then you're taking 75 hours of hygiene time. And then in another six months, you know, even more. And so um, as you continue to grow, you're just going to need to add hygienists a lot quicker than you think. I wish I had known that earlier on. It would have uh, made it a little bit easier in this hiring environment. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.
0: All right. So that's really, really great advice. How fast my clinic will grow. That's something you really, really want to think about. I think a lot of the times we anticipate the opposite and we're like, oh, what if we don't grow that fast? What if we don't do this? What if we don't, we think on like the negative side of it a little bit, right? Or what if it's too slow and all these things, but what if it's too fast, right? So build a larger clinic and be more prepared to add hygiene quicker, right? And he gives us the breakdown in there. So really, really great um piece of advice i mean that's something we all really should be thinking about especially if you know you've already been open for a couple of months definitely apply that so if you guys want to know more about that you know you can definitely listen to the episode 324 he talks about his practice and all the ups and downs and everything he went through all right our next guest is dr casey Getz from episode 341 quiver creek pediatric dental and a really great episode um, he barely opened up in this episode if you go back and listen to it, and you can kind of hear his struggles a little bit. But hear his piece of advice.
2: Hey, this is Dr. Casey Getz at Quiver Creek Pediatric Dentistry in Troy, Missouri. So one thing that I wish I knew before opening my startup practice. So I opened my practice about a year and a half ago. Um, I think it's important to realize that when you're close to opening, everything's gonna feel like it's on fire. You know, you're lighting money on fire, you've got all these expenses. You're worried about, you know, hitting deadlines, opening in time, bank loans, equipment. It's super stressful. But all of a sudden, when you do get open, um, you're going to find yourself eventually having a lot of downtime between patients. You know, even if you have a pretty good list of of patients lined up to come in, you're not going to be as busy as you would like to be. And that's normal. The worst thing that you can do is just sit around and wait for more patients to come in and for the phone to ring. Uh, it's it feels pretty isolating, but that's kind of just the nature of of a dentist in a single doc office. So you need to use that downtime wisely. Uh, organize things, develop systems, um, train more on your dental software. You know, learning new skills, learn about um, marketing or you know how do you do TikTok to promote your practice, whatever that might be. Doing your own bookkeeping doing your own payroll. Uh, use that downtime to develop skills or even just go out hustle find new patients, you know, don't let that downtime be wasted. You almost have to pretend you're running for mayor, prioritize meeting people in person, go to lunches, knock on doors. Um, if you're struggling for new patients, don't be above going out and, you know, hustling and promoting yourself.
0: All right, you guys know I 100% back this up and love the advice that Casey gave. And I like how he put it. it. It is important to realize that everything feels like it's, it, it might be on fire, right? Like you're lighting money on fire. You have loans, all these things. And then you have downtime, right? Especially in your startup. You're going to start noticing like in between patients, people cancel, stuff happens, right? You're going to have downtime. And the worst thing you can do, yeah, yeah, is 100%, is just sit around and expect like, oh my gosh, well, what's happening? Who do we, what do we do? Love how he put it. Pretend like you're running for mayor. Go out. Shake some hands, kiss some babies, do what you gotta do in order to bring in these new patients. go out and ground market, right? Um, another thing you can definitely do is learn new skills, develop new skills, do things like your own bookkeeping, uh, learn systems, create systems that way you can teach it or you'll know what happens when you hire someone and then you're like, okay, this is what I need you to do this is what I want you to do, this is what I don't want you to do and so forth so Really, really great piece of advice. And like I said, if you guys want to know a little bit more about uh, his story, how everything's coming along for him, the type of ground marketing he did to bring in new patients, and kind of how he handles his practice, it's episode 341. So go check that out. All right. Our next guest is Dr. Christopher Phelps. Now, Chris Phelps, in this one, he's giving us two pieces of advice. One for startups, if you did it from the complete you know, ground up. And the other one is for an acquisition. Now, Chris Phelps is really, really great at marketing. A lot of the stuff he believes in, I believe in, and so much more. And you can find his episode. It was one of the Monday morning marketing episodes under the topic internal marketing. And he talks about how to build an influence-based referral system to bring in new patients fast. So if you guys want, you can always go in the show notes below, right, and click on the links that um, each guest's episode was under this year. Uh, but, yeah, without further delay here is his pieces of advice.:
3: You know, when it comes to startups, let your people define your systems. Okay And what I mean by that is when you hire new people for a startup, they kind of signed up for yesterday's vision, where you want to initially take the practice. But unfortunately, that, that means they didn't really sign up for tomorrow's vision. Once you reach those initial goals, set new mindsets and set new avenues that you want to achieve, okay when you start making active changes to reach tomorrow's goals. Many of the times, you lose some of the people that you started with. You just know that's okay. Some of the people that are with me today from the get-go, no matter how much time, money you invest in them, unfortunately will not be with me tomorrow. So instead of relying on people okay, for everything, we need to rely on them just to help us to define a system. right? When we have better systems, it doesn't matter who's there. So if we lose a key team member along the way, somebody new comes in, can pick up the baton, meaning follow the system that's already established and continue running with it. So work with your new team along as well as your startup and get them to help you define what they do in their job every day, okay? Define their systems, their process of doing things. That will help the next person that comes along pick up that baton and run it a lot faster on your behalf and you'll be more productive as a result.
0: All right, so that one was for the startup and I really, really appreciated that. Let your people define your systems. And it's basically like, Create a system, right? That way people can kind of go in and go out. I mean, once you reach your initial goals, you want to set new mindsets, new goals, new um, projects, right, for them. And some people who are with you today won't be there tomorrow. I really love how he put that. So it's very, very important to start defining and
3: creating systems.
0: Really, really good uh, piece of advice. Now let's go on to the part where he gives us advice on acquisitions.
3: You know, when it comes to acquisitions, whether you realize it or not, you're buying other people's problems. Okay, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything that comes with it, which means you're buying their people and their culture as well. It'd be really nice to know what you're getting into before we purchase, but that's just not a reality. So my advice is to be prepared to accept what you have and understand that change can happen with a new team or a team that you've acquired, but it happens slowly. When you first buy a new office like this uh, with an existing team and culture, you have to focus on building the relationship first. You have to build trust with them, number one and make small changes incrementally along the way. So prioritize the things that you wanna change. Not 10 things at once, but let's start with something. What's the most pressing thing? And if you do that and learn how to influence these people to change over time, showing them one step at a time that, hey, change is okay. We can make it through this as a team. And if you can do that, build that trust, build that relationship, and that you can show them the past successes of, hey, we've changed small things along the way, and look, we're all still here. And we're better off for it. And before you know, as you build that time, that trust, that relationship, and show them that change can happen with success, you're going to open them up to change at a faster rate.
0: Man, I really love this um, one right here, especially about acquisitions. Me personally, I'm not like I've been a part of an acquisition before when I used to work for a practice and it wasn't good at all. So I really appreciate it. you put that like you're buying other people's problems. You're 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 mainly buying people and the culture. And he's right. Change happens slowly. Positive change happens slowly, especially in these these type of like deals, right? So you want to build a relationship and trust first and then make small changes. And this is like the key right here, what he said, and it hit a light bulb in my head. Prioritize the things you want to change. You can't just be like, guys, this is everything we're going to do. Bada boom, bada boom, let's make it happen. They're going to be like, what is this guy doing? Oh my gosh. Especially if you're younger, right? And like office manager's been there for like 50 years i going to be like, what is this guy doesn't know what he's doing? He's going to run us all into the ground. That's how we've been doing everything. No, build that relationship first and then prioritize. Hey, you know what? We're going to change a small thing really quick and then snowball it. Really, really great piece of advice. Guys, if you want to check out more about Christopher Phelps, you can go in the show notes below. Um, but check out the episode that he was on. He actually gives you a downloadable. And he gives you the actual step by steps on how to get a yes when asking for a referral. The episode is a Monday morning marketing episode, and it's under the topic internal marketing you don't know that, all our Monday morning marketing episodes have like a, a topic for the month, right? And his was internal marketing, how to build an influence-based referral system to bring in new patients fast. So go check that out. All right. Our next guest was Dr. Paul Etchison. He was on episode 300, titled Dr. Paul Etchison, Nelson Ridge Family Dental. If you guys want to go check that out but let's listen to what he has to say.
4: Hey everybody, this is Paul Etchison from the Dental Practice Heroes podcast and dentalbusinessmentor.com. If I had to look back on the one thing I really wish I would've paid attention to when I opened my practice was following the patient attrition and reappoint rate. We had a startup that went really well. We were seeing 70, 80, 100 new patients a month, and we were doing good and so it was hard, you know, we were, it was hard to follow that patient attrition because we just didn't need to because of the amount of new patients we were seeing. But had I followed that new patient attrition and kept the reappoint of 85%, 90%, I think we would have grown a lot faster. It would allow me to get an associate a lot faster and get to the point that I am today a lot faster. So it's, you got to look at everything. It can't just be about our, the production and collection numbers good, it's gotta be about everything about running a dental business. So when I look back on that, reappoint was a big one that I didn't look at. Finally started getting like some metric reporting services and I couldn't believe it. I looked at the attrition, I said, my God, so many people are leaving this practice and falling through the cracks, but we're not seeing it because we're continuing to see so many new patients. So ultimately, we want to grow our practices, get more of a large, we wanna grow that patient base, and that is the metric that I wish I would have focused on earlier in my career.
0: All right. So patient attrition and reappointment rate. Track that. And that's true. You, you have to look at everything, especially if you're really, really busy. You're getting a lot of new patients. You're doing all this. This is going to tend to fall in the back of your mind and you're going to kind of keep spending your wheels. But in order, like Paul said, to scale, to grow, you got to watch this metric. And a lot of the times people do fall through the cracks You know, or people are walking in the front door, walking out the back door, and you're like, "Why aren't we growing? What? We still need 100 pages. We still need 100 pages. We I don't have time to um, hire an associate right now. Or or a lot of things happen, right? So this was really, really good piece of advice. If you want to go check out more about Paul Etchison, like I always say, you can go in the show notes below. But you can check out episode 300, titled "Dr. Paul Etchison Nelson Ridge Family Dental," has a lot, a lot of amazing advice, and he tells his story of how he grew his practice and so much more. Alrighty, our next guest is Dr. Adrian Cummins, and he is episode 328 titled Dr. Adrian Cummins, Cummins Dental Group. Let's listen to what he has to say.
5: My name is Adrian Cummins, and my practice is located in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, One thing I wish I knew or knew a little better prior to starting my practice is our systems really do set us free. And by that, I mean properly executed systems, processes, and checklists that align with the vision that we have for the practice should, you know, reflect our core values, which then makes hiring and firing easier. It makes holding the team accountable easier. And by having the team be more accountable it helps us to place the right individuals in the right seat. And by having the right individuals in the right position in the practice, it helps to take some of the busy work out of our day and allow us to focus then on growth, which is, you know, the true goal of any new office. Um, I think as a new practice owner, and like many of us, I entered the situation prepared for sweat equity and knowing that I was going to have to work harder, work longer. But with the right system set up, I probably would have had the right people in position earlier that my sweat equity could be more focused on things to help the practice grow rather than just helping the practice to survive day to day. So yeah, that would probably be the most important thing. There are definitely a lot of things I wish I knew beforehand, but Systems, systems, systems. That's definitely what I would have spent more effort on.
0: So systems, guys. Systems will set you free, like he said. It it makes the holding the team accountable. It makes that a lot easier. And it also um, will help you to see who's the right individuals and the right people on the right seat. And then that, in turn, also can mean growth. And I like how he put it. I mean, sweat equity needs to be more focused on growth than survival. And guys, systems is crucial for anything. So at the very get-go, start focusing on that. Start making systems happen in your practice. So if you want to know more about Dr. Adrian Cummins and his practice and how how he started his startup, how he's making everything go and things like that, you can go check out the episode 328 titled Dr. Adrian Cummins, Cummins Dental Group. All right. Our next guest is the implant ninja, Dr. Ivan Chikchon. Um, he's actually he was on episode 308, Doctor Ivan Chikshon, titled "The Making of a Dental Implant Company," and he's doing a lot. And so he has some great advice. Let's listen to what it is.
6: So something that I wish that I knew uh, before starting my own practice is you got to keep things very systematic. So I'm a prosthodontist, and when I started my practice, I wanted to take on all these fancy, complex cases. I wanted to be the guy that does all this cool stuff. And what ends up happening when you do that is you end up taking a lot of complex cases and every case is, quote unquote, a special case. And when your assistants are, know that, oh, that's that's Dr. Ivan's special case, then that means that you become a bottleneck in your own business and things can't happen without you. So that's absolutely not what you want in a business. You want things to flow without you so that the assistants know what to order, they know what to set up totally without you. And all you do is you jump in during the technical part where you need to be present, and then you jump out, and then the business continues flowing totally without you, so that way you can expand, you can get busier, and you're not afraid of getting busier because things will chug along nicely. When you when you chug along with a lot of complex stuff and you don't have things systematic, then you create a big headache for yourself rather than, than creating a system, like a well-oiled machine that um, basically is just profitable And it's fun for you. So I would keep things systematic and that will save you a lot of headache and it won't make you afraid of growth. Actually, you embrace it because it's working well.
0: Great advice. Like I even need to follow this. I think any of us would want to follow this, but like this spoke a lot to me too. I mean, you got to keep things systematic. Like Dr. Ivan said, he wanted to do all the cool complex cases like a lot of us do, but the assistants, they see that they're like, we're not going to do much with that with it because we can't do much without Dr. Ivan, and then it's true. You become the bottleneck of your own company. You burn yourself out. You you, you get tired. So like he said, when it's too complex, it gets uh, too difficult. And you don't want that. You want it to be a well-oiled machine. So really, really great advice, especially when you're creating the systems. Make sure you make it simple, right? As simple as you can, not too difficult. So if you guys want to know more about him and his story, you can definitely check out episode 308, Dr. Ivan Chikchan. The Making of a Dental Implant Company. And I believe we have another episode earlier on. It was episode 160. And he talks about the Implant Ninja and doing a startup with no loan. And he talks about that. So that's episode 160 if you guys want to go that far back and and check it out. All right. Our next guest is Dr. Joel Skousen. And guys, this was one of the most listened to episodes, but not the most talked about publicly. And it's titled "Dr. Joel Skousen: Letting Go of Your Startup," and it's episode three hundred and twenty-six. And it's a very interesting episode, and we'll talk about it. But first, here is what he has to say.
7: So this is a tough question. I, I think that um, I, I did a lot of preparation before I did a startup. You know, I went to Breakaway, and I did you know I did a lot of research and discussing with people on like the Facebook groups and everything. So I felt like I knew things, but it was I don't know if I was prepared for the time and dedication that it really does take to make a startup successful, especially, you know, I have a young family, and I just don't think that I was prepared for the time and energy and dedication that it takes. And, you know, ultimately, that is something that I think that I wish I had known. I wish that I had known just how hard it was going to be and how much mental energy it takes away from everything else in your life and so it's difficult when you have a young family because it takes a lot of time away from them and again mental energy and so i think that maybe that's the one thing i wish i had known is is just how much dedication it really does take owning a practice and doing a startup
0: this is wonderful advice, guys. And I, th- I think we overlook this a lot. We we tend to do a lot of prep work, do a lot of discussions in the forums and the Facebook groups. We go to a lot of seminars. We think about the consultants. But then we 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 tend to forget like life is still going to happen. You know, your your kids are still going to grow up. You, your wife, your husband's still going to need you, want you. All these things are still going to happen. And You have to be prepared for that. And a lot of the times we're not, right? We get that guilt. where like, our kids are growing up without us. Uh, We get in fights and all these things. And we feel like you're not prepared for the time and dedication. And, and, And Dr. Joel Skousen kind of was realizing this and how hard it is and how much mental energy it takes. And this was such a wonderful episode because in that, in the episode 326, he talks about this because he had to let go of his startup. And if you listen to episode 262, I interviewed Dr. Joel Skousen, and that's when he barely started his startup. It was called Heritage Dental Studio. It's episode 262. I'm going to put a uh, link to it in the show notes below. You can listen to it. He was doing all the right things, everything good. And then I interviewed him again in episode 326, and he talks about how he had to let go of his startup. Obviously, a pandemic happened, right? (laughs) And so that was a big thing. None of us uh, predicted a lot, You know, that was like a not a, a wrench in the gear, but it was like a, it kind of messed up a lot of things. Right. So that had a contributing factor to it. But that was really, really great advice. And I feel like a lot of you listen to this episode because of what happened. Right. And you're like thinking, man, I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys listened to it because you were in the same shoes. You wanted to hear the advice. I don't know what it was, but think about this. Right. Think about the advice he gave and see if it might fit you right now. I mean, maybe a startup isn't what you need right now. Could be down in the future. Family's a little bit older. Something else happens, right? But it's good advice. So listen to episode 262 and uh, episode 326. It's with Dr. Joel Scals, and I'm going to put a link to those in the show notes below. Alrighty, our next guest is Dr. Katie Toe, and she comes from episode 358, titled Dr. Katie Toe Center for Integrative Wellness and Cosmetic Dentistry. Here's what she has to say.
8: Michael, thank you for sending the questions. What is one thing I wish I knew before I opened my practice? That one thing is definitely getting a good coach for me and my team. That not only with every penny, but it's going to save you so much time and get you there so much faster. So if your vision is going to be a fee-for-service practice, don't wait until you get burned out with insurance. Start from the beginning with mindset that I'm going to be a fee-for-service practice. I want to deliver excellent dentistry, wow experience, And how do I'm going to be able to charge for that and train my team for it? So a good coach will get you there so much faster. And you know that's what your goal. So go for it. Interview many, many coaches asking for recommendations. And once you decide to work with somebody having that learning mentality, that relationship, because you want to get so much out of that coaching experience. And you're going to graduate and move on to the next coach that's going to elevate you to the next level. So you got this, and you will thank me later for this advice.
0: All right. Well, I'm thanking you right now for the advice. That's really, really good advice. We want to get a good coach for you and your team, right? It's true. It's going to save you a lot of time and it's going to get you there a lot faster. Now, the thing is, what she said, interview a lot of coaches. Don't just go with the first one, right? Interview them, ask for recommendations, ask for referrals, all these things because you want to make sure they are the the one that's going to get you to the next level in your vision. So that kind of goes back to the very beginning. you got to make sure you know exactly what your vision is for your practice and the way you want to build your life. So once you get that down, then you start looking for coaches, right? People who've done this, people who are exactly where you are. And once you get there, like she said, you move on to the next coach. So great, great advice. And if you guys want to hear about Dr. Katie Toe and her practice and her journey and everything like that, you can go to episode 358 titled Dr. Katie Toe's Center for Integrative Wellness and Cosmetic Dentistry. All right. Our next guest is Dr. Meghna Dasani, and she was in episode 347. Titled Dr. Meghna Dasani, How to Implement Sleep into Your Practice. And this is the advice she has to give.
9: The one thing I absolutely wish that I knew before I um, bought the practice, before I became a practice owner, was the fact that how much time and um, I almost hate to say training, but education. I would need about running the business side of the practice. See, dental school doesn't prepare us for that. Uh, The dentistry, we are all amazing at. We are good at. That's what we're trained to do. But knowing what to expect from the business and what to expect while running a practice, you know, the documentation, the keeping things up to date, and also how much effort is needed away from the practice. So not just working in the practice, but working on the practice, be it team management, be it the day-to-day running of the business, the the paperwork, the taxes, the filing, the documentation, all of that. I almost wish that I had known what I would need and how much of it I would need.
0: All right. So it's true. And I hear this a lot when I interview a lot of people, like in dental school, you don't get... Any, if at all, training on the business side of running a practice, right? And like she said, everybody's really great at the dentistry side, or the majority are, but when it comes to or the clinical side, but when it comes to the business side, that's what, uh, if you want to own your own practice, your own startup acquisition, which you need a lot of training on, right? And so she didn't know how much time and training and education she would need about running the business side. So that's something we really got to, I don't know, almost kind of like dedicate. And as soon as you start dental school, like dedicate an hour or so every day or a couple hours a week learning about that, if that is your goal and your vision, right? Besides the clinical, she lets us know how much effort is needed working in and on the practice. And it's true. It's two completely different things, right? Like team management and then growing the practice as well. So really, really great piece of advice. And if you guys want to know more about Dr. Magna Dasani and what she does, you can listen to episode 347 titled Dr. Magna Dasani, How to Implement Sleep in Your Practice. And she was also in a much, much earlier episode, 111. So she was in the hundreds a couple of years ago. And it, that episode is titled Dr. Magna Dasani, Sleep Apnea and Dasani Dentistry. That's the name of her practice. So if you guys want to check that out, it's going to be in the show notes below. All right. Our next guest is Dr. Carrie Cunningham, and she was on episode 355, titled Dr. Carrie Cunningham, Panther Pediatric Dentistry. Let's see what she has to say.
10: Hello, everybody. One thing I wish I recognized as I was opening up Panther Pediatric Dentistry was this need to be flexible and recognize that things are not always going to go according to my plan. When I was opening up my practice, construction was delayed. Equipment had arrived damaged and need to be reordered. Time had to be taken off of my other job so I can be there to receive shipments and go through things. Of course, staffing the practice can have its own challenges. When you open your doors, you're praying that the patients on the schedule show up. There's just so many things about opening up a practice that are outside of your control. And there are so many things that you could worry about but worry about the things that are in your control don't sweat the small stuff small stuff is going to happen staffing issues are going to happen no shows are going to happen but recognize your purpose why are you pursuing private practice whether it's an acquisition or a startup this venture is an extension of your being be proud of yourself be excited and recognize that there is a need to be flexible. Not everything is going to happen your way, but at the end of the day, you'll be able to pat yourself on the shoulder.
0: Man, such great advice. Understanding the need to be flexible. And that's true, like if you try and tight grip and hold on and try and control everything, ooh, you're gonna get stressed out so bad. You gotta recognize that things aren't always gonna go according to plan there's going to be a tons of challenges. I mean, some of you might be experiencing right now delays in your construction, uh team mishaps, so, so many things. There's so many things that are outside of your control. So like Kerry says, worry only about what you can not control and understand that a lot of these other things are going to happen. Build around it. Build systems to prevent it. Do do things that can help minimize it obviously, right? But understand that if you try and control everything, it's going to it's going to hurt you're going to end up burning your hand. So be flexible. I really like that. So guys, if you want to check out um, Dr. Carrie Cunningham's whole story, you can definitely go into episode 355, titled Dr. Carrie Cunningham, Panther Pediatric Dentistry. All right. And our last one, our last piece of advice, it comes from Dr. Andy Tran. And you guys, if you're loyal listeners to the podcast, you might have heard him on a couple episodes. He was on our Just Listen series with Dr. Hugh Uh, Fam and Dr. Richard Lowe. He's also been with his wife, Dr. Linda Fan, on the Just Listen series. And I'm going to put a link to all that in the show notes below. But he was on episode 315. Uh, It was titled Dr. Andy Tran. And the title was, It's Been Two Years Since He's Opened His Startup. And so in that episode, he lets us know how everything's coming along. But let's listen to the advice that he has to give. What
9: is one thing you wish you knew before opening up your office?
7: I wish I knew how much time and sacrifice I had to place. I knew it was going to be a lot, but I didn't know how much.
9: Would that change anything now that you know?
7: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think I'll have a better answer for people that do ask because some people aren't meant to go down this path. And it's a lot easier that I went down to be able to tell them.
0: All right. And I appreciate Linda. That was his wife. I appreciate her asking that auxiliary question and... and and doing that for me. So the advice that he gives is how much time and sacrifice you have to place. Like a lot of us may think we have a ballpark idea, but everybody's situation is different, right? And that's the advice he wants to give you is like some people are meant for this and some people just aren't. Or maybe right now is not your time to do it. And that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with actively waiting, being patient, right, with that process. So appreciate that. And if you guys want to check out Any of the episodes he's been on or the most recent one, you can definitely go in the show notes below. Uh, It's titled 315 or the number is 315 Dr. Andy Tran. It's been two years since he opened his startup. I'm going to put a link to that and the other ones in the show notes below. And that's going to do it, guys. That's going to do it for this episode. I truly appreciate it. This is the last episode, like I said, for the year 2021. Uh, Bookmark this episode. Re-listen to it. Share it. Share it with anybody you know Uh, That may need to listen to any pieces of advice that you heard on here. It's all valuable stuff, right? This is all from people who've done it, who are doing it, who've grown, who've skyrocketed, and they just want to genuinely help you out. So I truly appreciate that they were able to do that for us. And guys, thank you so much for always supporting the podcast. It means the world to me and our team over here at the Dental Marketer Podcast headquarters. We really, really appreciate it. Every time you share this episode or share an episode, every time you talk about it on social media, whenever you take a screenshot and you share it on Instagram and things like that, man, I share that with the whole team. Like, it's it's so awesome, and we truly appreciate it. So every time you, you listen, you press play, it really means the world to us. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. So thank you for listening. I'm excited to bring you guys more. Um, In this upcoming year, one quick change, we are now just going to do the Monday morning marketing episodes and one episode throughout the week, okay? And it might drop on a Wednesday, every Wednesday. So it's going to be every Monday morning, right? The 15 minutes or less episodes, and then it's going to be one episode a week, possibly on Wednesday. And you guys can digest that and talk about it and so much more. So I'm going to put all the links to all the episodes, all the guests that you heard in the show notes below. And at the same time, guys... If you want to join my newsletter, that's where I talk to you one-on-one. I share with you stuff that I learned from a guest, stuff that I learned from a book, um, a lot of ground marketing strategies and other marketing strategies on there. I share all that with you. So if you want to do that, it's going to be the first link in the show notes below. You can join my newsletter. It's just going to say like, join my email list or join my newsletter or something like that. I'm not going to spam you or anything. It's just whenever I have something to share, I'm going to share it with you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you in the next episode.